Sky Blue Fans TV for the fans by the fans. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Skyblue Fans TV. Yes, the rain has finally stopped where I am anyway. I don't know about where you guys are, but uh, what a hell of a few days and what a trip our mighty Skyblue Army had yesterday all the way down to Plymouth and back. I think it was something like 439-mile round trip. So congratulations to the travelling Skyblue Army. You are absolutely brilliant. And all we could hear on the TV was you guys singing. So well done. Absolutely so proud of you all. Well done, everyone. Absolutely brilliant. So uh, great stuff. Uh, we've got a packed show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about Plymouth last night. We've got a Stoke fan coming on, talk to us about Stoke this weekend. And we've got Spot the Ball as well. And it's a, it's a tricky one this week, I will say. It is a very tricky one. Uh, before we get the show under go, uh, we have the statue appeal for George and John. Um, now, someone got in touch with me this week on YouTube and said, why don't we do an appeal to put 1987? So £19.87 towards the appeal. That's quite a good shout, actually. I can't remember who it was. It was a, uh, I did ask them to return my um, comments, but uh, they didn't get back in touch. So uh, if you are listening, um, if you do want to donate, 1987, £19.87, absolutely cracking. Or five, whatever you want to put in. Uh, it's less than a pint at the game, so uh, please do that if you can. Also, uh, the club have announced tonight that there is a George and John uh, golf day, and that is going to be at Stonely Deer Park on Thursday, the 9th of May. So you can get yourselves booked in on that. There'll be some of the 87 FA Cup team there as well, and you'll be able to um, have a little chat with them and have a round of golf with them and just have a, have a good laugh with them. So uh, if you want to get in touch with the club or get in touch with the Sky Blues in the community, then please do. And you can go and join that golf day. I think that'd be fantastic if you play golf. I don't play golf, so it'd be a bit difficult for me to have a go at that. Anyway, let's get the show on the go. And uh, we've got a couple of guests coming on tonight. And Vicky's going to be joining us as well. So um, let's get our first uh, chap on. And he wants to say something to you all. So let's introduce Claudio. Good evening, Claudio. Good evening, everyone. Uh, evening, Miles. You all right, mate? All good, mate. All good. Bit tired. It's been a long week, really, this week. It's been it's dragged on a bit for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I didn't go to the game yesterday, but it just seemed to drag on a little bit this week. So I'm glad it's Friday tomorrow. Well, I'd like to start the show by uh, making an apology, actually, because I. Uh, posted something on Facebook yesterday, which was, uh, it was in jest and uh, it wasn't meant to cause any harm to anyone. And uh, it's probably a bit childish and at my age, I should know better. So I just want to sincerely apologize for the insensitive joke I made online regarding diversity. Um, it was inappropriate, disrespectful, and I deeply regret my actions. I understand the importance of promoting inclusivity and respect for individuals. Uh, and I failed to uphold those values with the comments. 
Um, I'm committed to learning from the mistake and being more mindful of the impact of words in the future. I'm truly sorry for any harm or offence I may have caused. I'd just like to add to that, that that was me being a fool and nothing to do with this channel whatsoever. And uh, it's from my private account, whatever. And it was uh, very childish. I would just like to say the person who who uh, made it public and uh, I, I just wish it had contacted me actually first and told me that, I, you know, I shouldn't have done it. Um, it had been taken down straight away and uh, that would have made things a little bit better. Um, yeah, I'm really sorry for it and uh, won't happen again. Thank you very much, Claudia. That's lovely of you. It's a very nice apology. Thank you so much. And um, we're going to bring in Victoria. Good evening, Victoria. Evening, Miles. You all right? I'm all good. Are you all right? Yeah, just a bit. Rushed back from work already now to have a chat with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And we've got Luke Pat on. Good evening, Luke. You all right, mate? <laughs> you all right? All good? Yeah, yeah, good, thanks. Good, good. Now, listen, the George and John fundraising so far is up to £22,226. So, uh, another 65000 to go. I'm sure we can get there. So, uh, as I say, if you do want to get involved and uh, get a donation in, please do. Link is in the description. And uh, you're more than welcome to click on that link. Also... There is buy a coffee link on there as well. So uh, if you want to buy us a coffee, then please do. Um, now, before we start and talk about last night, just I want to bring this one up. Sakamoto got an elbow in the face last weekend. We thought nothing would be done of it. And look at that. Joe Bryan has been charged by the FA for violent conduct during last Saturday, uh, Sunday's fixture at Coventry City and has been handed a three-match suspension in effect from tonight. So that was last night. Vicky, justice done there? Definitely. I still don't really understand why nothing happened with the Sheffield Wednesday, man. It seems a crazy rule that if the ref's seen it but misjudged it, that they can't go back and retrospectively deal with that. But, um, yeah, at least at least that one's been... Um, picked up an action and hopefully make players um give it a second thought before they start dishing out that type of um tackle or, or sort of assault. Yeah. Definitely Luke, the right decision there, isn't it, mate? Yeah, absolutely. If you read his statement, he, he seems like like a wholeheartedly apology, do you know what I mean? Um it, it, for me he still tries to give an excuse as to what happened, which was slightly different from what we all saw, but uh, I accept the three-match ban. I don't think he had a choice, but uh, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, hopefully now that it might deter others, you know, from doing it. It's just not. It's not football. It's not sport, and it's not human, is it? No, no. And Claudio, do you think that had? Um, do you think that had an effect that uh, Sakamoto didn't start last night because of that? Oh, the poor guy must be covered in bruises. You know, there's only so much your body can take. I think uh, some of our fans need to realise these are human beings, aren't they? And um, yeah. he's took a batter in the last few weeks. I mean, some of the tackles are terrible. Yeah, yeah I was surprised he played against Millwall, to be honest. You know, yeah, so, um, yeah. But, um, and he, the trouble is, he was missed last night, wasn't he? You know? He was, he was, and we will come to that very shortly. Now, listen, I want to put a shout out to the club, because please... <laughs> Let Josh Eccles 
wear this shirt because I'm still getting confused with the two players on the pitch. 100 <laughs> appearances for Josh Eccles. Fantastic. Well done, Josh. Brilliant stuff. He's one of our own and he's going to be at the Sky Blue Tavern next week, which is going to be a fantastic evening and we're going to get to interview him. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. 100. Can we have that on his shirt, do you reckon, everyone? So we can figure out who's who because talking him, they still have, I still say it, they look alike, don't they? Even Definitely. the commentator last night got it wrong, although it was foggy. I let him off. Although Josh looks a bit like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, doesn't he? Don't you reckon? <laughs> there he is. He does, doesn't he? Good old Josh Eccles, 100 appearances. Isn't that fantastic, isn't it, really, when you think about it? I mean, there he is playing for us when we won League One. Look in the old kit there. And, uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic achievement by him. So, uh, congratulations, Josh. Other, other, other than anything, just to play one game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, fantastic. that's just unbelievable. Now, listen, let's get on to last night. We, we watched it on the television. If anyone out there that's watching and went to the game, please get in touch, message us, get in touch with us. We'd love to know what it was like while you were there. Unfortunately, due to health reasons, I can't go to these long-distance ones midweek anymore, and I'm really sorry because I, I, I was, wish I could have been there with the mighty travelling sky blue. But let's get a couple of pictures up. Now, this was the scene outside the ground. It was all foggy. There you go, before kick-off. There's the uh, rebuilt stand. It's a listed building. Um, what else we got? There's another one here outside. There you go. That's going round to the away end there. And inside the ground as well, you can see a little bit of mist or fog, whatever they, you want to say that is. It's a probably more fog than anything. And it looked like from the stands that the fans could see what was going on. But on the TV, guys, <laughs> it was awful, wasn't it, Nick? You couldn't see anything, could you? She gone frozen. Vic. You couldn't see anything, no, could you? You couldn't. I was like, where's the ball gone? He's got it. <laughs> it was dreadful. Absolutely <laughs> dreadful. We've lost we've lost you, Vic. We've lost you. I'd I'd like to know what's what's better, Sky Red Button or I follow? Because I watched the Sky Red Button and there's no replays. But it was absolute nope. nightmare because, like all the goals, there's no replays. So you, you don't know how nope. if you if you you know leant forward to pick your cup of coffee cup of coffee up and you missed the goal, that's it. You don't get another look at it. Um. So yeah, it's really weird. And then I follow. It's sometimes you can be intermittent, can't it? You don't know what you're going to get. So. Nope. Um, and, and but yeah, it was was weird when you looked across the pit and we, we were communicating, weren't we? Going, where's the ball? Yeah, where's the ball? We couldn't see it. But, but, I mean, it, it was, it was. I mean, second second half, the vision was terrible on the television. It, I don't know how the commentator. All I could hear was the commentators talking about the players and who's got the ball. And you're like, oh, he's giving the ball away. And you think, well, where is the ball? Wouldn't it? It was like that. Wasn't it? <laughs> where is it? And then you can only tell because the cameraman started panning towards one goal. Oh, well, they were attacking, panning back again. Oh, it's, we're attacking. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was was dreadful. I mean, Luke, you you um, I, I know where you were last night, but we'll pretend you watched it. But do you reckon yes. the weather with the fog? 
Do you reckon the weather with the fog would have had a, a, um, a, a an impact on how the goals were scored last night? I, I think it definitely did. Well, low level. That's why, like, you look at the camera view from that took the picture of the away fans. They're at low level. So, depending on, because obviously I didn't see the game, but depending on where the cameraman's filming from, if he's filming from high up, that fog layer would have been thicker at the top than what it would have been at the bottom. So, yeah, that's probably why on TV it looked really bad, but sort of ground level. But it, it moves, we all know it moves. So, I think if it, if it had dropped, then yeah, it's almost impossible, isn't it? You know, it depends on what the visibility yeah. was, like meters and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, don't, don't get me started yeah. on fog, mate. <laughs> and, 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 and I mean, yeah, I mean, as we were looking at it, but when you're seeing the photos in the crowd from of the pitch, they could see it. They could see the whole game, and it, it was going along. Now let, let's talk about the. Um, we've got our Stoke fan waiting in the wings to come on later on. Um, let's talk about the big incident in the first half, Claudio, Matty Goddard. Oh, yeah. I feel sorry for him. I, I want Matty Godden to score so badly. You know, I like him. He's been great for this club. And yet again, that looked like another game. It almost like a step too far. And he looks so disconsolate, doesn't he? You can see when he missed it. And in the second half, he had a chance as well. Head down. He's not He's not happy, is he? Not happy at all. And yeah. I just wanted him to score. And was he offside or not? That's what I don't know. Because there was no replays. On Sky, so. yeah, I've watched it over and over again today. The they thought that Bidwell was offside, but he was nowhere. He was nowhere near offside. Right. When, when so I watched it a couple of times, and then Bidwell played it back, so he's not offside. So I mean, I could see what he's trying to do. He was trying to head it into that far corner, wasn't he? But oh, he got it so wrong, didn't he? So yeah. wrong. Yeah, and it's it's a chance that had you right put away at the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Vic, Vic, I mean, it, it, you don't see God and miss them, do you? That's the thing, isn't it, unfortunately? I think, um, like, I don't think the way we play suits him anymore. And unfortunately, I can't see him lasting past this season because we, we've moved on to a different way of playing and it doesn't really suit his game. But what you could always rely on him for was scoring the chances if he ever got them. Um, and even that's, like, deserted him at the moment. And that's the problem, isn't it? Because... Um, even if he'd done nothing else but score the two chances he had yesterday, that would have like, justified him being on the pitch. There's lots of strikers that do very little other than score a few goals. So, um, But the fact that he can't even do that at the moment is um, a bit of a disaster, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Luke, I mean, it, it was got to be the miss of the season, that, hasn't it? So I spot the ball, spot the goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Normally on his day, they put that in the back. I think anyone could probably put that in the back of the net, especially from his position. But yeah. I think, he's, but like like Vicky said, I think he's not. We're not playing his style. Maybe that's having an effect on him. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm a big fan of God and always have been. So, but I, yeah, I think he'll go at the end of the season. For me as well, he's clinical, but I don't think he's he's physical enough. You know, how many times we see him, you know, it takes a little bit of a touch, and he's he's bullied off the ball easy, especially when you think like it's a big Vic. You know, it's hard to get the ball off him. So, mm. yeah. 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 Now, listen, you mentioned spot the ball. Shall we do it? Shall we have a go on spot the ball? And then we get some comments coming in as well, Claudia, if you can after this. Nicky, you got a pen, have you? The paper. We've got a pen and paper, Nick. Right, here we go. Are you ready? I can't do both. (laughs) I love this one this week. I said the other night this is going to be a tough one, and it is going to be a tough one. Are you ready? 
There you go. Hmm? Oh, I was behind you then. Yeah, you were, yeah. <laughs> now, you should know. You should know this. You were there. Where is it? Where's the ball, guys? Have a little guess. Have oh, a yeah. guess. Where do you it, think it is? It's got to be two because it, that's where the cone is, surely. He's, <coughs> he's playing games. Seven. You going for number seven, Luke? Yeah. Okay, don't what did you say, Toe? I reckon there's no. I reckon there's two balls. Oh, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm going. Ricky, I'll go on, Claudio. Seven. I'm going seventeen, and oh, it could be number four. Just seventeen and number four. Okey dokey. And Vicky, uh, number four. Number four. Okay. Right. Okie dokie. There's your guesses. We'll get we'll get the guess off uh, our state fan Liam when he when he comes on. Um, so we'll crack on with that. So get your guesses in. Have we got some guesses coming in? Have we guys? Have we got some guesses? Yeah. So I'll write uh, the comments. Yeah. Let's get some comments. Let's have a little. Let's have a little look. Though. Uh, Cov Andy says good evening. Oh, go on, Claudio. You read them out. Oh, uh, Nation Radio Coventry. Evening, Miles and everyone. Um, evening. And again, battle to the end last night. Probably a fair yeah. result. Yeah, we got the goal yeah. coming up shortly. Yeah. Paul Hughes, probably from another dodgy B and B or hotel somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig Coventry Walls. Evening, Craig. One of the Dylan's boys. Yeah, evening, boys and girls, of course. Yeah, evening, Craig. <laughs> Callum uh, Holton. Evening, ladies and gents. <laughs> oh yeah, Craig's put and Victoria. Sorry, a comment from um, We Live and Die in These Towns. Even people, Victor Talk definitely needs a mention. What a player. Himself, Kitchen, Latte, Sims were all impressive last night. Yeah, talk about about Victor. Talk about Victor there. Um, His ball that he played through for Sims equaliser was unbelievable, wasn't it? And, and the ball for Gordon in the second half as well. Yeah, he had that chance. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's what a find he is. Another gem he is. He always reminds me of uh, Haymat, how he used to put balls through. But yeah. brilliant. Being I small, mean, even all, even in. Even in, go on, Vic. I was going to say, Sims will thrive off that. It's actually now a midfielder who is looking to play in the strikers, and so that's, uh, that, that'll suit Sims. Um, so that hopefully, some banging some goals between now and the end of the season, yeah, got yeah, a definitely, definitely. Message from Phil Taylor, evening SBA. Enjoyed the match on TV last night, thought it was entertaining. Surprised to read so many negative comments on Twitter and in general on the performance. Good point for me. I loved uh, Mark Robbins' outburst, well, it wasn't really an outburst, but his yeah. annoyance yeah. with yeah. the interview. And he looked like he was going to really. Have a go, didn't he, at Clive at one stage? Some of the questioning. Yeah, yeah. he did. But yeah. do you know what? Do you do you do you think, Luke? We'll come to you on this one. I've got a question for you all. Do you think we set up for a draw last night, and then we're going for the win on Saturday? Yeah, possibly. I think, yeah. and with the way Plymouth have been playing at home just recently, 
It's a tough game, isn't it? Going down there midweek, especially in that weather. I mean, you can see Mark Robbins' face when he turned up to the ground. I see on, online the photo saying the boss has arrived and he didn't look happy. It looks how I look when I go into work. Um, but no, I think we went in there for a draw and I think it took us by surprise a bit, you know. But yeah. Yeah. And Cla- Cla- Claudio, you think we set up for the draw last night? I think we did. Well, I was looking at the team lineup and I couldn't work out what it was. Can anybody explain to me how did we line up? Because I couldn't see, I know we're joking, I could not see the far side of the pitch on the telly. And I was trying to work out who was playing where. I mean, when I saw De Silva and Bidwell in the team, I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, that, that surprised me. But yeah, I mean, it's. I think they tried to uh, deal with Hardy and um, Whitaker. They were the main threat. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's a great point. I know he, it was the right at the death, but you know that they've got a really good home record, and I was fearing the worst. And that's a really yeah. good point. It is. It is. And Vic, Vic, do you think we set up for that point? I more think we set up not to lose to make sure we got something from the game, whether that be the draw or the win. That that was more my thinking. I think um, that he was respecting that Plymouth is a difficult place to go. They've got a good record at home. Um, and it was to to make sure that we got something out of the game. That that was my take. Yeah, I mean, their, their first goal, I mean, um, uh, <laughs> I'm forgetting everyone's names tonight. Um, Thomas slid in, missed the oh. challenge, skipped round him, gone through, squared the ball. Kitchen slid in, missed the challenge. He's gone straight to the player, back in Whitaker, straight into the back of the net. And it's one player that you don't want the ball falling to, isn't it, really? But it was just one of those, isn't it, at the end of the day, and it's gone across. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's it's a place that, that, you know, they're unbeaten since October at home. So it's a, a cracking record they've got, yeah. nearly as good as ours. Um, you know, we've only lost once at home all season. So, you know, it, it's a fantastic run that they're on at home, isn't it? So, well, they're, you know, they're wiping the, the floor in some teams throughout the season, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's get some more comments. And Liam will be coming up very shortly. Um, he is sitting in the wings, he's listening. I'm going to ask him about spot the ball as well. So, you better have a little guess at that again, have a little look at it. Um, so let's get some more comments, Claudio. Hector says, had gone scored in the first half, could have been different. Yeah. Yeah, probably, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Steve McGovern, bring back the old orange ball. I still don't <laughs> think we would have seen it. I still <laughs> don't think we would have seen it on the telly. <laughs> we needed one with the, an orange ball and a bell inside it. <laughs> or light. Maybe light or light. Or more light. Yeah. Uh, Kaz, was a challenging night with weather and nearly beat ourselves. That, that goal at the end was great. Spent three days in Devon. Didn't stop raining until this morning. Nice drive home. Great breakaway, though. <laughs> Fair play to oh, you. Brilliant. Fair. Great to know you back. The noise was superb back. from the fans. Oh, uh, it was unbelievable. Catty yeah. Cads, if you're watching, tell them about the army base. <laughs> I've just to think what that is. <laughs> we see a comment on uh, Facebook earlier. Uh, someone said, um, price of a ginster's pasty, £6. Uh, cost of a thatcher's, £6.93. But standing in the home end when we score in the 96 minute, priceless. You think? (laughs) 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 A couple more comments. Um, 
Catty uh, Cass says that wasn't fog, it was drizzly rain, and there were fans got soaked as the breeze blew in their way. Maybe it was actually, I don't know, but we thought it was fog. Martin was in front of uh, Ken and he was stood with Mark and Shannon. So I've seen him on the video, which will show the goal in a minute, the equaliser. So we'll put that up. Um, underage cough fan, well, so Claudio, Sally, there are a lot of other people who made silly comments uh, about the rainbow ball as well. Football is for everyone. Thank you for that. Yeah, if, if, you, if you missed it earlier, guys, Claudio has made a public uh, apology to everyone about his comments. So fair play to Claudio. Um, we'll live and die in these well, towns. That chance in the first half wasn't offside, but I thought he should have tried to hit it back across the goal as opposed to head it. Yeah. I think he just got completely yeah. muddled. He just completely got muddled, didn't he? And it's not like him. Yeah, I reckon the fog must have put him off. I'll give him it. I'll give him it. I'll give him that. I'll let him have that. An evening all from Baz. Evening, Baz. Good evening, Baz. How are you, Baz? Good to see you, mate. Is that is that close to him than it is coming up here? Because he's Portsmouth way, isn't he? I, I love the fact um, we've got fans all around the country. That he travels from Portsmouth to home matches, and you got the guys who come across from Isle of Man, and uh, our friend Norway. Yeah, Norway, um, Japan, Japan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, France. Ian Small coming from France. Yeah, Ian Small comes from France. Yeah, yeah, all over. And right. so we've got got some guesses for the um, spot the ball. Yeah, Bolton five, and join a one. We live and die in these towns. Eleven. Stephen McGovern seventeen. Yeah. Ian Plimlot six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my work colleague is in Nation Radio Coventry number 11 Paul Hughes yeah. <laughs> I don't always laugh I just think of where he might be 23 <laughs> he's already said he's in he's in Sol Salford or somewhere oh he said that yeah he's put, he's Paul, put it on the comments Paul, it's scanned all right. Paul Cutterford <laughs> number 11 <laughs> Uh, let's come back to the let's come back to the comments in a minute. Let's get let's get the equalising goal at the end. I haven't got Sims's goal because fair play to Sims to follow that through. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. How the keeper parried it out, bounced to him in front, and he just carried on chasing it and and uh, chested it over the line. But let's get the. Also, um, he was get... careful not to handball it, wasn't he? Did you notice he made sure that he had his arms well back so it couldn't bounce up and. Um... It was a deliberate attempt to make sure that that wasn't going to be given for anything other than a goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. He, he, he did. That. I thought he played really well last night, Sims. For what I could I see. <laughs> yeah, I thought he played really well. Let's have a look at the goal. Let's have a look at the equaliser in the ninety-fifth minute. Was it? <laughs>
Oh, that's brilliant. I, lo- I love I love the steward slipping over at the end. I think that's just fantastic. But um, I, said on, I, said, I said to you, Mars, and I, Ken posted it, and I jokingly said, that would look funny with the Benny Hill music in the background. And then somebody went and done it straight away, and it is. I don't know, it just makes it funnier. I, mean, I don't I know what he's doing it. on the pitch. I don't know what he's doing. Does he come from the home end? I don't know. I don't know where he's But I haven't seen the clip with the Benny Hill theme. But what a goal! I mean, I mean to score that in the. Ken and I were talking today, and it's a bit like that point we got at Blackburn last season with Ben Wilson scoring. That point could be the point and the goal that gets us into that sixth spot in the playoffs, couldn't it, Vic? Yeah, definitely. I think I was saying that work today about um, the fact that we we never give up in games. Like in, it, going back before Mark Robbins' time, you'd, we'd have just given up at that point. This wasn't going to be our night. Now, it doesn't matter what minute of the game it is, you still feel like we could get something out of it right up until like, the last final whistle, and um, yeah. that's great. Yeah, and and Luke, I mean, to score that like that, I think the fans the fans were more surprised because it wasn't the limbs that we normally see, I think they were shocked it went in, weren't they? But by the looks of them, even Shannon and Mark and Martin, when they were down the front, you could see them down the front. They were like, you know, it's like one of them, wasn't it? That's fantastic. I say, I, I couldn't follow it. I got, a, I got a, a WhatsApp message off a friend at work who's a Plymouth fan. But I didn't get that until the second one, when it was, and I can't say, ah, uh, like that, he said. <laughs> so he literally thought, <laughs> He'd got it. <laughs> By the time I'd read the messages, I already knew what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Claudio, what a way, what a way to get an equaliser, though. That I mean, that is how you do it, isn't it? Yeah, but who scored it? I can't work out what happened. Did the defender Kitchen scored it? Yeah, well, no, Kitchen yeah, yeah, wrapped his foot round it. Yeah, knocked it into the bottom. I don't think so. Yeah. I can't work out if it, it ricocheted off two people and hit him, but it sort of yeah, went in. No, and, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, to be honest, all four goals were. Poor goals, weren't they, in terms of defending, defending wise? But that could have been down to the weather. It oh, was, I reckon uh, it's definitely down to that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was brilliant. You got, we'd have been happy with it. I mean, yes, I know Mark Robbins was disappointed because he said we should have won that. But, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm happy with the points. Yeah. That could be really important in the end, that goal. Definitely. It's, it's a vital goal, that is. Vital goal. Now, we'll get to some more comments. We're just going to get the Stoke fan in, Liam. And then after after Liam's been on, we'll go all the way through everyone's comments and we'll talk about whatever you've put in there. So uh, we're going to get have a quick ad break and then Liam will be joining us. He's wait he's patiently been waiting for twenty minutes, bless him. So thank you, Liam. We'll come straight to you. Quick ad break. Here we go. <laughs> Sky Blue Fans TV. For the fans, by the fans.
Yeah, good evening. Welcome back to Sky Blue Fans TV. I'm Marzi. I'm joined tonight by um, Claudio, Victoria and uh, Luke Carter, who has just gone off camera. For, he must have gone for a quick drink, I reckon. Um, <laughs> if you do if you do fancy uh, sponsoring us or you want to get involved, um, we have got uh, Buy a Coffee on our link at the moment. You can go into our description, buy us a coffee. Or if you want to subscri subscribe, if you want to sponsor us, please get in touch. We're looking for new sponsors for next season. Uh, our email is going across the bottom of the screen. You can get in touch with us if you do fancy or know anyone who would like to sponsor the channel. That would be really good. Thank you very much. And also, a big shout out to Mr. View Sky, who supplies us with all the goals in our intros and also some of the goals throughout the season that we have on our channel from past games and everything else. So thank you, Mr. View Sky. Right, let's get our uh, Stoke fan in then, shall we? Let's hear what we're up against this weekend. They got a well-earned victory last night. They won 1-0. They've been on a bit of a downward spiral lately, but they managed to get a win last night. Let's introduce Liam. Good evening, Liam. Evening. How are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I did say it had stopped raining where I live and all I can hear on the roof of my bar is rain. <laughs> so it's starting again. Unbelievable. I'll That's going to be week... ready for Saturday, that is. It'll be oh, raining here. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Stick to death with this weather. I tell you, hurry up the spring. I think we're only about 12 days away from spring, which is brilliant. Now, listen, before we talk about Stoke, yep. we're going to get you to have a go and spot the ball. Go Are on, you then. ready? Ready. Here you go. Now, this was the game last weekend against Millwall. Where is the ball? Ooh. I mean, that looks like most of where Stoke shots end up this season, but <laughs> I'm going to go number, let's go 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Number 21. Brilliant stuff. Right, I've got that down. That's fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, anyone else wants to have a go, please do. There you spot the ball. Have a little, have a little dabble at that one. See what you can uh, sort out. Anyone who's watching who's just tuned in hasn't seen it yet. Have a go. So, Liam, thank you for joining us, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks thank for you me. so much for your time. Um, what are we expecting this weekend? Because you got a, a nice little win last night. Yeah, um, it's been a long time coming. It's been a bit of a rough few weeks. Um, Schumacher changed his approach a bit last night. He's very much in an attacking mould from what we've seen. And I think a little bit of an inexperience has been showing and he's been trying to attack his way out of games. More by flooding players forward, but not really getting many shots off. And we've been conceding a lot on the break, but he went a lot more industrial, should we say, last night. Um, he went three at the back for the first time. And... Um, I was just happy with the win. It, it, it wasn't a good watch and you could tell why Ozan QPR are where we are from the quality of the game. But uh, yeah, I was made up. So I suppose it depends. If, if it's brought a little bit of confidence, we might go a little bit more expansive. But I think for now, we'll just stick more of the same because, you know, you're in, you're in really good form. So, yeah. yeah. And 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 how, how are our old boys doing, Mr. McNally and uh, Mr. Rhodes? Um, so I'll I'll start by saying the entire centre back system we've got has been pretty poor all season. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, McNally has probably been my biggest letdown. In all honesty, I, I was really happy when we signed him. We had nothing but good things from Cov fans. Um, yeah. He's got an air about him of 
disinterest at times. I don't know if it's just the way he plays, just looks that way. Um, but they've got the best partnership together, Rose and McNally. When they play out of all the centre-backs we've got, they're the best They're the best two. Rose has got a mistake in him, which you probably well know. Um, he likes He likes a long ball out from the back along the floor, which tends to go to their opposition. Um, but they're both good on his pros. They just, I mean, McNally, McNally for, for the first half an hour last night, um, Sinclair Armstrong absolutely ragged him around the pitch. And then after the half an hour, when he realised he could probably tussle back with him a bit, he got the bear of him and, and then they had a good game between them. So they'll be the centre-back pairing that I imagine play against you. Yeah. And they played well against you last time, if I remember rightly. Yes. Yes, yeah. very, very, yeah, yeah, they did play very, very well indeed. I mean, they, they won't have any worries about being um, um, pushed about and everything because our strikers don't do any of that anymore. We've we've lost yeah. our big, and we don't, we don't really boss up the front line anymore. So it makes it, they're probably going to have one of the easiest games of the season, I reckon, on Saturday. But um, I mean, get, I mean, what what's, I mean, you, you've changed your manager. We played yeah. against his old team last night. Um, I mean, how's he fared? Do you think how how's it gone down with the fans? Because obviously, you know, he's a new manager, he's a young manager, he's coming, he's changing yeah. things around. Do you think it's your your form is just because it's he's trying to try new things? Um, well, we he went we went eight games unbeaten when he first came. There was only two wins, and you could you could see the difference in the play straight from the off. Um, it was a lot more attacking, and it's. We get the ball forward a lot quicker. Um, it it was weird, kind of like the day before um, before the transfer deadline day. A lot of stuff started going on behind the scenes. A couple of players have been disciplined and dropped. And when we've lost games by quite a few goals, like the Blackburn game, a couple of the players have been completely bombed out the squad. So I think he's quite happy to be ruthless. And we have been quite susceptible over recent years of player power, I would say, at Stoke. So I'm all for it. If he, if he can get rid of the players who don't want to be there and don't want to work and, and, and get some out of the lads that did, like last night, it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. I'm all for it. So I think he's, he's got the backing of most, of most Stoke fans. You know, we've seen some terrible managers down there, so we've got to give him a chance, haven't we? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, you you got to give every manager a chance. I mean, yeah. look at us with Mark Robbins. You know, he's, he's best manager he's in the, the league. Best, he's the best manager in the league. Of course, he's the best I, manager. Yeah, in the I, league. I, I, he's, I he's in charge so. of the best club in the league. Good, <laughs> <laughs> steady. <laughs> oh, we like to have a laugh, Liam. We like to have a yeah. laugh. Um, I mean, you, I'm surprised about McNally because he was absolutely superb mm. for us last season. I mean, when he came in, in, it was the January, I think he came in, and he was he just absolutely just took the you know the, the part on in defence as if he'd been there forever and ever. He was absolutely out of this world. Um, so I'm really surprised about that. I mean, last night's game. Then, what sort of style of play were you were you playing? Was was it like hoof ball or? Are you trying to keep it on the ground? What what are you trying to do last night? Yeah, I think he'll always try and keep it on the ground. He's not a, a hoofball type of player. We were just a lot more resolute, a lot more compact. We absolutely we, we put three at the back for the first time and we filled the midfield. Um so we kind of we kind of um completely blocked the centre of the pitch for QPR, which they tried to go down the side of us, um, and it didn't really work out. 
Um, so I don't think you'll get any hoofball or anything like that. It'll be a decent game of football. I think we'll just be a bit more resolute than we have been because against Sunderland and when we got beat by Leicester 5 0 at home, I think it was a little bit of an inexperience. We were 2 0 down against Leicester at home. Just just take take the beating and go. But he made two attacking changes at half time. And he come out after the game and said, We're gonna give it a go and you're like, I mean that's fair enough, but I don't want to get beat five nil at home by Leicester. Um so he's just trying things out, I think. You know, he's he said himself he's never he's never lost three on the bounce. He lost four on the bounce. So he's just learning as he goes. And he said that when he came in, he said he'll make mistakes. He'll learn as he goes and I'm willing to give him time. I think most are. So I think we'll have a decent game of football. I think we'll just be a bit less gung ho than we have been. Yeah, and what are the, what are the fans been like with with the way it's all been going lately? Have they been getting a bit anxious when you know it's not going your way after about twenty minutes or so? Um, yeah, there's a lot of because it's been literally eight years of just downward spiraling. You know, people only think about it in the championship, but we had two years in the Premier League where we just sinking and sinking and sinking. So it's been nearly a decade of of going lower and lower each year. So we've gone through um we've gone through the apathy stage now of uh, nobody really caring about what was happening. And then when we lost against Blackburn there was some anger showing um from the fans. But last night they really got behind them because they I think they knew the seriousness of the situation. If we lost last night with Huddersfield winning, we were in the relegation zone. So mm. I think the the fans the fans come to the fore last night and uh They've been all right. There's a bit of a thing about our Stoke fans toxic in, in with Stoke fans. Are we toxic towards the fans and team because of how bad it's been? But we get 20,000 at home, you know, we took three and a half thousand Blackburn away. Do you just get sick of your team losing? That's all it is, I think. And I think if sometimes you don't see them putting the effort in, which is what you see sometimes, then, then that, that it's hard. But we've been all right. I think it all depends how the players play, you know, if, if they give us some. Back with them all back in, so yeah. And and do, do you think do you think you are go- you're going to be safe? Do you think you're you're managed to stay out of it? I I tweeted the other day that I think the only re- the reason we'll stay up is because there's worse teams than us, not because we're any good. Rather them are down. Sheffield Wednesday and QPR keep showing a lot of glimmers, don't they? And then I've seen QPR fans on Twitter last night saying. Every time it's an important game, like against us, when they can actually get out of relegation, they seem to bottle it. So they seem like the kind of clubs um, that might get drawn into it. And um, Millwall, I noticed last night, have just come out of nowhere into the, the below us now. And yeah. so I think, I think, I think we could stay up. I think it'll be more from poor teams than us going on a, a really good run because we got a pretty difficult run, uh, run in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this weekend is going to be a tough game for us because you're fighting, you're fighting around the bottom there, and we're fighting to stay in the playoffs. So I think it's going to be a very, very tight occasion this weekend. But it's, it's going to be one hell of a game, I reckon. It's going to be really tough. Um, I've got yeah. some comment coming in for you here. Uh, McNally and Rose miss McFadzine. So there was a play you might have been able to get during the old window there because he went up to Blackburn to go with Dom it, Hyam. I mean, yeah, that would yeah, have been a great game. And yeah, he, did, he, yeah. he played really well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would have suited you having him, I reckon, there in, in that yeah. team. Uh, Always seems to have a bandage wrapped around his head whenever I see him play. <laughs> I don't know if he purposely headbutts stuff before he comes out, but he always seems to have a bandage around his head. 
Oh yeah, he's probably. Uh, I don't know what he's been up to there, but yeah, I noticed he had his bandage on. Um, uh, Dabby Dabby uh, says uh, McNally is quality. I think the um, what's that? Can you read that, Clary? I can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I think the reality is probably was expected to sign for Coventry City, and the reality was he ended up at Stoke. Not sure about that. The player, as no. fans know, Liam is superb <laughs> centre back. I think with him and Rose, the three at the back suits them. So if they play three at the back, they'll play a lot better. Yeah, they, they, they did play better last night with, with three at the back. I think a lot can be said as well about he's come to you and you're on an upward upward trajectory pretty much, aren't you? I mean, in the past few years, you've just gone up and up and up. And I know you playoffs and you've missed out, but in general, there's an upward trajectory, which coming into a team who've got confidence and who are on the upward, it's a lot easier to settle in than coming into a team where as soon as he's probably made his first pass at home, everyone's gone, oh, and he's gone, what? what's going on here? <laughs> So um, it probably hasn't helped him. Yeah. I mean, we, we've we've got a, a real rapid right back in Milan Van Ivac. And you guys have just signed uh, a Dutch player as well, haven't you? He's meant to be rapid. Yeah. Um, mm. Have you seen much of him yet? So we played against Blackburn in his debut, which seems it seemed a little out of sorts. I mean, he's... Um, Stephen Schumacher likes his full-backs to come inside the midfield and swamp the midfield, which is fine when it's worked, but we just got over on the wing and asking this guy who come in from the test two days before or three days before to come and start tracking back in the championship seemed a bit of a stretch. And then he didn't play at all yesterday. I think I think they're going to try and ease him in gently. But he looks, he looks good, but everyone looks good on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we know that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we know that with our strikers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Phil Taylor says, uh, "Read it again, Cloudy. I can't see it." <laughs> uh, biggest surprise for me, start the season. Thought their summer window looked good. So did I. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it looked good at one point. I think the problem is we, we've we've looked at data and. Um, and numbers and all and things like that, but we, you can't really put a data on spirit and fight and grit, heart and and th- th- them kind of things, which is what we're possibly missing. Yeah, yeah. I think Millwall QPR. There's a few of them down there who actually did bring in some players over the summer, mm. and it's surprising that they're all struggling. Yeah, maybe it's the gelling thing that we were told <laughs> takes time. I don't know, but they do. It is a surprise. I thought it'd be. Easy, mid-table, higher. Mm. Yeah. It seems it seems like a vacuum down there. It seems like you just can't get away from it. I mean, as soon as Birmingham got Mowbray, I thought they're fine. And they beat us, even though we absolutely battered them um, at home. And then they, they went on another win. And, and then they lost um, against Sheffield Wednesday. And now they're, they're still yeah. in the same points as us. And it's just like a vacuum. You see them win a game, lose two, and you, you're straight back in there. Yeah, I mean it's so tight this season though. Anywhere in the league is really tight. When you look at the, you know, the top top half of the table, you know, I think is it three or four of us on forty eight points? I mean it's just ridiculous. And then, you know, like at one point last night we dropped four four places in the league because That's we right. were losing one nil. It's I just, was it's just wasn't I? Daft. I was on the phone to Miles and I was sulking, going, "Oh, we really missed a chance tonight." He goes, "We're in the top six, are we?" Has he ever gone back into the top six? I was like, fantastic. <laughs> it's well, I'm just, realized, 
Yeah, just the point. And the goal it's the goal difference as well, Liam. If you can yeah. get your goal difference up, yeah, I think this year goal difference is a key. Um, yeah. And that goal difference is that extra point, isn't it? And yeah, I mean, you know, when you as, think about it, it's you know, it's just what the key is that this year, I reckon. Yeah, as the championship just doesn't help as well. I mean, if if we beat you. I'm I'm terrified of relegation. If we beat you, we're nine points above QPR and ten points behind you. And I'm always looking yeah. downhill. <laughs> I know I know ten points is still a long way and the nine points is close together, but it's it's a point difference to between potential playoffs and relegation. It's, it baffles the mind. No wonder everyone's going grey and stressed <laughs> out in the championship. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, yeah it's so hard. Yeah. It really is hard this year. It really is. Now, Claudio, I've got a quiz for you before we get score predictions. Yeah. Are you ready? Do you want to click the questions? That's quick fire. All right. Everyone get involved watching as well. Everyone get involved watching. In which decade did Sir Stanley Matthews make his debut? Bloody hell. Um, 50s. Anybody? 60s. Uh, I'll say 40s. Um, he retired in 1965 at the age of 50 and he made his debut in the 1930s. I mean, as a kid, wow. when you went down the wing, you always said, I'm doing the old Stanley Matthews yeah. down the wing, didn't you? That was the whole, yeah. All right, in which season did Stoke City win the League Cup? 72. Oh, yeah, yeah. straight in. It's the only trophy. It's all the trophy we've won, yeah. Apart from the old, apart from the old last trophy. Question three. Hey, it's a trophy. It's a trophy, Liam. It's a trophy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In what year was Stoke City's record Premier League win, and who was it against? Two thousand and fifteen. Correct. Six six one against Liverpool. It was funny, wasn't it? Was that Gerard's last game? Yeah. Oh, Unbelievable. What a way to go out. <laughs> Beating Liverpool 6 1, and now I'm over the moon by scraping 1 0 past QPR at home. Yeah, <laughs> it's, been, it, it's been a rough 10 years. <laughs> Question four Who was Stoke City's manager either side of Gary Rowett? Paul Lambert and Nathan Jones. Correct. I've got to say, I'd Good forgotten up. that Gary Rowett was your manager. He's been, he's been all over the place. Yeah. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll Nathan Jones either. No. Uh, with which club was Luke Cundall on loan to for the first half of the season? Um, Plymouth, and I know that mostly because I've had so many Plymouth fans just messaging me on Twitter about how we've stolen everyone from the club. So, yeah, that's, Plymouth. Uh, that's the little quiz. Oh, a little superb, really. I've got little facts as well, haven't I? Miles underneath there somewhere. You have? Right. Yeah, here you go. 30 yeah. wins each and 11 draws. The last six matches at Stoke City between the two clubs are four wins to the Sky Blues, which is incredible. One defeat, one draw. That's going back to 2006. We're a bit of a bogey team at your place, aren't we, the last few years? You are. <laughs> one, that, one that sticks out is when, when we were in the championship under Pulis. I think we were renowned for nil-nils and one-nil-nil draws and one-nil wins and one-nil defeats. And I think you come to us and beat us 4-1 or 4-2 and Michael Misford, Michael Misford, Misford yeah, scored yeah. a hat-trick. Yeah. So there's always been somewhat there with Carve coming to Stoke. I mean, yeah. Jacques and Hamer absolutely tore us to pieces in the second half. 
last oh, season, yeah. which he did get Please don't I, honestly, as a as a neutral, I was gutted when Jacques went. I tweeted it at the time. Just as a neutral, you like seeing good players, don't you? Yeah, and, we uh, like now, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Thank you for that nice comment. Yeah, we we definitely miss him. Definitely miss yeah. him. Listen, let's um let's do uh spot the ball again before we get laws. Anyone out there want to get a guess in? If you haven't already guessed, have a little look. Uh, get your guesses in. Where is the ball tonight? Where is it? This is a picture from the Millwall game last Sunday. Uh, get your guesses in, see where it is, and you could win a prize tonight. And uh, we'll get it off to you as soon as possible. We're having some new merchandise made at the moment. So, um, you know, get your guesses in. You might win one of the new prizes. So uh, have a little go, see where you think the ball is. Now, let's get some scores then. Let's get some scores on the board. Uh, Luke, you've been sat there listening nice and uh, quietly there. Um, I mean, how confident are you for this Saturday, mate? Uh, pretty confident. Uh, do things to be a bit tight, though, so I'm probably going to go with 2-1 Cobb. But I think we'll go behind. I think it'll be, like you said, I think it's scrappy. It's scrappy because, like, you, you, when you're playing against a team that's trying to get out of relegation or trying to move further up, yeah, it's got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, Victoria? Um, I was going to go 2-1 as well. I was pleased to see that Stoke won last night because um, I just thought if they'd have gone five games without a victory into Saturday, then it was odds on that they'd turn it around against us. So um, <laughs> I was really shocked <laughs> to see that they'd won last night against QPR. Um, so that gives me some confidence for Saturday and I'm going to go 2-1. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, Claudio? I love Victoria's uh, football logic because I was thinking the same as well. I was thinking, hopefully they'll win during the week, which means we've got a better chance of beating them on Saturday. <laughs> I think Liam knows my prediction from the championship podcast we're on. Um, <laughs> and I think we're going to sneak uh, a one-goal victory, I think. Okay. It's not going to be pretty, uh, but it would be nice to keep a clean sheet, which we don't do. Yeah, we're not keeping clean sheets at the moment, so no. um, anything can happen. Liam? Um, yeah, I'll say the same as I did on, on the championship podcast, like Claudio said. I think we'll lose 2-1. I think we'll we'll make it a bit of a scruffy game. Um, but we've won one game at home since October, and that was last night. And we've scored about seven goals, I think, at home all season. So yeah. it'll be a fair turnaround. And I think you're in good form and got a good side. So, yeah, 2-1. I'll snap the hand off for a draw, right? but <laughs> I think two. I think you'll beat us. Okay, no. Well, that, that's, I mean, we've got three, two, ones there. Um, and uh, thanks for your honesty there, Liam. I mean, that's that's yeah. fantastic. And, you know, it's, um, you don't get very often that fans come on and, and back against their own team. So, uh, you don't know. Don't get many Stoke fair, fans on there. We all, fair, we all back against their own team. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, okay. I, I was going to go what Claudio said again, one nil, but I can't do that now, can I? Um, although I did the other night, I said 1-1, one, one, didn't we? But it was 2-2, two, two, wasn't it, last night? Yeah. So, uh, But um, I'm going to go... <sighs> I don't think it's going to be a draw. I don't think we're going to draw. I th- I'll, I'm going to just have to stick my neck out, say we ain't going to concede, and we're going to win 2-0. There you go. I wanted 1-0, but you know, I can't copy that Claudio all the time, can I? Wouldn't, wouldn't be fair, <laughs> would it? You know what I mean? 
So, uh, yeah. Can yeah. I ask Liam one last question? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. It's regarding your owners. I mean, they've been there quite a few years now, and obviously well established. Do you think they'll ever move on? Especially when you got the uh, the fact that it's a betting company and they want f- betting to go out of football, basically. Uh, do you reckon they'll just stay around forever? Or are, are you tired of them now? Gone all quiet. You've gone all quiet, Liam. Sorry. Can't hear you. Right, gone quiet. Oh, he's lost connection. Oh, he's on mute, isn't he? Looks like he's on mute. Now he, he turned himself off and then he put it back on. Hello? He's froze now. We'll never know. <laughs> log, log out and log back in. Log out log back in and we can ask you that question. Oh, he's playing the best game of Snatchy. <laughs> 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 I mentioned the owners, they froze him. They froze him. Yeah, they're, Sorry, yeah, that's, they're listening. They're frozen. They've cut his internet off. <laughs> All right. Talking about it, he'll have to log back in. Let, let me. Let me. Uh, let's see. If we, let's see if that'll work. No, no, he's gone. He's lost his connection somehow. Uh, let's see if he can. He'll probably log back in in a minute. Let's get some. Let's get some scores then, Claudio. What what we got? And then we get some more comments in as well after the scores. What we got? Oh, oh. By the way, Jokeres has scored tonight. Apparently, he's on. He's on thirteen goals. He's on competitions, isn't he? He's on twenty-five goals. So if he gets thirty, I think you get about another four million quid. <laughs> I'm sure. I looked at the stat last night on the website, and he says he's got. Um, it's twenty-nine, but that's in all of the competitions that they're playing in. And I thought, well, oh, okay. how much is Harry Kane on? Harry Kane's on twenty nine as well, apparently, according to this uh, this website. All right. If only he stayed. Yeah. 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 Go on. What we got? What we got, Claudio? What scores? Come on. So we got uh, Dave McGee three two to Carl. Yeah. Or live or live and die in these towns three one. Yeah. Oh Liam's back. Liam's back now as well. Yeah, oh. now. Wells, can you hear me? Yeah, can hear you now. Go on then. Callum, Go on. Tell us about your owners. Do you think they'll stick around? I did that on purpose. I didn't want to talk about them, but um <laughs> no, so it's a bit of a contentious point because they have done a lot right in getting us to the Premier League. FA Cup final, Europa League, all that. Um, Peter Coates stood down and his son took over. And we've been going downhill ever since. And I feel for him a bit, it's not for the ones that try and they've absolutely plundered money into it. Um, Just make really, really bad decisions. So I don't think they'll walk away unless something happens. You know, they're a family of Stoke fans. It seems like a generational thing where they'll just keep going as long as they can. The whole betting thing's up in the air. I, I suppose it depends what they bring in, in all honesty. Because a lot of the stuff with FFP and, and regards to that, they merge it into the Bet365 company. So Bet365 own the stadium, the training ground, and all that. So I suppose really it depends what they bring in. But so it's, it's, 
it's, it's a bit like uh, Man City, but on a smaller scale, then, isn't it? With the the advertising yeah. rights, and how they, yeah. How they, yeah, have they got the money? Yeah, it's a little bit. I wish we were as good because <laughs> <laughs> we're not. I don't know if you've watched us lately. Um, but yeah, I think I think they'll be there long term. A lot of the not a lot of the fans, quite a few of the fans would like them to go because I think a lot of fans seem to think that they love the coach family. But I think if they're really honest with themselves, they love the idea of the money. Um, the decision making is something else. So yeah, it's their club. They can do what they want with it. They try. He's trying his best. Um, but he's aged in the past 10 years, about 40 years, um, John Coates has. So I do feel for him a bit. He's trying his best. He is a diehard Stoke fan. He's, we had a fans for him not long ago, and he's he, he's just like, I'm in pain. I'm trying my best. But I think he needs he needs a director of football. He needs, he needs football people in because he's trying his best, and he, he, give, he gives all the control to the managers, Gary Rowett, at Nathan Jones, everyone, he says, here's all the money you want, go and do what you can. And then it doesn't work. He sat the manager, another manager with a completely different philosophy comes in and says, I don't like any of these players, but none of them are good enough to be bought by anyone. Um, so they all stay. We get more players in and it's just been rinse and repeat of that basically for the past eight years. It's mm. sort of difficult, isn't it, when you've got an owner with the emotional factor of that yeah, it's their club and they've always supported them. Yeah. But sometimes you need to bring like a director of football or a CEO in or somebody like yeah. sort of separate the two, really. Yeah, you um, just need to look at the bigger picture, take a step back. Mm. But if you're pl- if you're ploughing hundreds of millions in, not just millions, hundreds of millions in, we're spending 50 million on the stadium, the training ground, we've got Category A training centre, you know, so it, I I struggle to find to be overly harsh on them, but we keep going down bank. So, and there's only one constant so far, and that's John Coates. So, I think I think, I think I think the other key is as well is trying to keep hold of the um, backroom staff and the managerial staff to to bring a, a stability with the club. I mean, if you if you look at what we've been through over the last. <laughs> What twenty years? You know, since we got well, twenty-one mm. years when we got relegated from from the Premier League, and you think, you know, we nearly dropped out the Football League completely. If we hadn't won that playoff semi-final against Notts County, I, I swear blind that would have been us. What they did, and yeah. and you, it was it was do or die. And I think Mark Robbins even said that if we hadn't gone up that season, it was do or die. And he even yeah. come out and said it if we had, if we had one chance at League Two to come out of it. And we did it first attempt, even though we did it through the playoffs. But we did it first attempt, and I think that saved us. And from that moment on, it, you've had you've had stability within the club. Although yeah. we've had we had the Sisu malarkey, and they wouldn't invest a lot of money. I mean, this year we got so excited because we've signed eleven players, uh, one player on loan, the rest of them all on four and a half year deals. We've never done yeah. that in the last twenty one years. And it's the yeah. first time we've ever done it with Doug King in charge. Last season, we signed one player on a permanent, which was Casey Palmer, on a free from Bristol City. And we got mm. to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got to the final. And it, you've got to have that stability in your football club, I think. You, and it starts from the manager, backroom yeah. staff, 
And as you said, if you keep changing and changing your team and getting rid of players, bringing new players in, they're not going to settle in. And it's, you know, no. it took longer for our team to settle in this year. We were going, how many games do they want to settle in? Matt Robin says, be patient, be patient, be patient. And we're all trying to be patient. And when you, you had a buzz like we did last year, it was hard to keep being patient, but we have. And all of a sudden we've started to go on that little bit of a run. And I think that's yeah. that's what you need in at Stoke probably is that belief from the manager, the backroom staff and keeping that core together, which then will keep get the players jalling and things like that. And I think maybe that's probably what he's trying to achieve at Stoke. You never, you know, that's probably what he's trying to get with this with your manager now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think how long has she been playing? I was Tyrese Campbell, who will finally, I think, go in the summer. And I think there's a stat going around that he's played with 92 different players since we came down, which is, I can't, I can't even name you. The, the, the people, like Stoke fans, will name a player we've had since we've come down. And you go, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> there's so he's many of it's unbelievable. He's eight away from filling his phone book up in, in his phone. He is. Yeah, he him, is. Isn't you? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Blimey, I bet he shakes everyone's hand when he sees him on a, when he plays against them, doesn't he? He must be. Yeah. He must walk around like he's the Godfather and knows everybody. <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Listen, Leon, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank, thank you so much. Really, you know, thanks for taking the time and sitting in the background right? listening. And um, you know, keep a lookout. We'll give you a spot the ball answer later on. And uh, yep, thank you very much. And um, good luck for the rest of the season, but not on Saturday, I'm afraid. Yeah, thanks for having me. And same to you. Hopefully, you'll not turn up Saturday, and uh, <laughs> we'll get the second win in four months at home. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never, never know. know. A, yeah. As Jimmy yeah. Greaves says, as Jimmy Greaves used to say, it's a funny old game. It is. <laughs> Take care, mate. Thank you so yep. much. Not a problem. Cheers for having me. Cheers. Cheers. See you later. Bye-bye. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That, that's that's ace. Absolutely ace. What what a great fan that is. That's that's brilliant stuff. That is. Absolutely love it. Right, let's get some comments then. And right. uh I'm gonna get down we'll the list. The yeah, we'll ask the panel some of these questions. Right, so many comments. Phil Trader, Phil Trader. The thing about the thing about talk is our set pieces have improved five hundred percent. He's made a real difference. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, uh, Scott Brownsword. Brownsword. Sims will become good. He has a great game last night, held up the ball well and made some good runs. I thought he played really well last night. From what I could see through the fog, I thought he played really well. I, don't, I thought he was brilliant. Anyone that's on Facebook knows that I'm right, similar to what was on there banking um, the core. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I thought he had a good game. Yeah, yeah, I know I you normally reply with an essay, don't you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 I have to get some facts out there. <laughs> we live and die in these towns. The Plymouth commentary clip when he scored that goal was hilarious. He says, oh, you're joking. That's true. But yeah, he did. He did. He did, yeah. He goes, oh, doesn't he? He goes, oh, what's he watching? <laughs> yeah, he 
did. Absolutely did. The best, the best thing for the best comment, the commentary thing. What he said was when they went, when they, when it was one-one, he goes, "Oh, the, we'll be all right because we've got the crowd behind us." And all you could hear was Cov City singing. Well, why is the that as well? Crazy. Yeah, crazy. My wife could hear in the background. She kept saying, "Oh, look at this! You're all Cov fans." And then lad come in the sitting room and he goes, "All I can hear is." Football in a library, just after the club fan says, "What a great atmosphere! The great atmosphere they're creating." I thought that's the cop fan singing football in a library. <laughs> oh, um, dear. Right, right, this is interesting. Dave McGee, does anyone know about changes to the CBS arenas, stadium seating arrangements? Will it improve the atmosphere? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've seen a picture of it today, and and if we win on Saturday, everyone's saying let's sell it out, let's sell it out, let's sell it out round behind the goal. I think it'd be much better, don't you, Luke? Having it round behind the but behind both goals is is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the only concern I first had when I saw it advertised was, um, will it bridge the gap between singers calling and the away fans? Because I love it when you score, you look over to singers, and there's this just there's this stampede almost like. Like a, a future science fiction film where wars come forward, but it depends who they fit it with. You know, I think it'd be good. I think I just think it could just make Singers Corner. Uh, there are a lot of people that want uh, season tickets in Singers Corner and don't get them. So I think it will just make that big app. But it's you, you've got fans behind both sets of goals. I think it'll be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, agree with that, Vic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the idea. I think it's brilliant. Hopefully the man that sits behind me moaning every game might move over there as well. <laughs> uh, Callum, Callum Holton doesn't. I don't think it will improve the atmosphere. It will just sparse the crowd around. will look less fans in the ground. I think what they're trying to do is get more people behind one goal and make that like a complete family zone, I think is what they're trying to do. And they're trying to just move singers to go around a bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah. They want the drum behind the goal, I reckon, basically. Yeah. Yeah, what they're aiming yeah. for. That's, I think that's what they want. The thing is, when Singers yeah. Corner first started a couple of seasons ago, we were getting crowds like we were on that. We no one had an idea that we needed that much space. And so it's just it's just evolving, isn't it, on the basis that we are getting bigger gates and more people want to be over there. It, just, it might be a bit of a pain for a few people, but it'll get there in the end and it'll be better, won't it, I think. Well, they, they promised they were going to do something and they're doing something. So... Yeah. You yeah. can't knock it, can you? No. No, can I just... Yeah, go on. Uh, we live and die in these towns. That's where you have to count yourselves uh, lucky. Doug King, when he came in, could have brought us his own management team in and got rid of Robbins and AD, etc. But he trusted him and backed him. It's true. Well, because you know why he trusted him is because Doug doesn't know about football. Mark Robbins knows about football He's obviously spoke to Joy Sapala because Mark Robbins was dealing with Joy and, and if if it, if it, he said to Joy apparently that if you don't do it this way then he won't he he'll be walking and it, it, it she left it in his hands he's come in he's had a chat with Doug King and Doug King's gone well you know about the game you sort that out I'll sort the money out so Doug's gone he, I'll sort the money out you sort that out and that's what that's what he's done you can see, you can see that it is. They're really a real good partnership together. I think they get on really, really well. Definitely do. Yeah. 
Um, someone's asked on here um, yeah. about the interview after the game. Um, I can't find yeah. who asked it now, but if you go on yesterday's uh, schedule for CWR, you'll find Sound of the Sky Blues around about 9.45 it is. Yeah. And it's the half hour. Yeah, I've shared yeah. it on our... If you go on to Skyblue Fans TV Twitter and go on reposts, um, I shared it, so you'll see it. Um, it is on there, so um, you'll be able to listen to it. But he weren't happy. So, this is Scott Brown Sword again. Hope we meet Maidstone in the Cup and get someone good for an away day. Mm. We all I hope we're going to win that one. I want to be at home so I can just have my season ticket so you, and no dramas. Yeah, yeah I, I want, want to be the worst team. I want the worst team left in it at home. I want to get to that semi-final. Yeah, yeah I do as well. Yeah, worst team at home. Bang, yeah. super. And anyway, anyway, I don't mind if it's I don't mind if it's away anyway because I've got loads of points. So exactly, same here. So same. Bournemouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm having ten. I'm having ten, ten, ten tickets for the away leg for me because I've got loads of points. So, anyone want to buy one? Stop causing trouble, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> we live and die in these towns. Robbins prides himself on togetherness amongst the players and always has done. That's an important factor to our success, too. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's yeah. interesting that he mentioned things that like interview about football manager and all the rest of it. So, he must see he stuff. Must like, the sounds like it's on Twitter, isn't it? I'd have thought of anywhere. Um, yeah, because that's the sort yeah, of thing that is the most popular for uh celebrities as such, whatever. Um, yeah, they're seeing, um, seeing stuff all the time, aren't they? All the time, and and it's it is daft, but we question why Callum O'Hare hasn't gone when you think what he's come through in the last year or so, and he's played a lot of football. And when he plays, it's 100, percent isn't it? It's all effort, and he wants I mean, to that try. Yeah, that was one of the things Mark Robbins was 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 angry about was the question about Callum O'Hare, and he said, "Look, I had to stop him from coming." In his interview, I had to stop him from coming. I said, "You're staying at home. You can't. You're not coming. You're not playing." He wanted to play. He wanted to travel, but he said, "You're too tired. You're too fatigued, and you've you've you know you're not coming." And this is what makes me think he set up last night to come away with at least a point. He definitely set up to come away with at least a point. Definitely. Oh, Wayne Littlewood said, Robin's mentioned he'd been told of things online, not that he'd seen it personally. <laughs> he didn't um, want to see no. your stuff, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> what else uh, we got? <laughs> um, Paul Cussiford, MR was more than happy with the fans, as he always is. That's at the yeah. ground. It is. Yeah. I mean, for those who are old enough, I can remember when it was awful, even at Highfield Road at times. You know, yeah. we we get upset. You see people on social media will get upset when there's booing at half time. At one stage, that was regular in the 80s, wasn't it, Miles? It was oh, loads yeah, of all the time. We yeah. got the board out and sat the manager. I mean, even John Phillips. Yeah. But even when John Sillett was in charge, he was getting pounces after all the years after the we won the FA Cup. Yeah. You know, so when we got he, beat to Sutton United, it was like it was the end oh. of the world when we got beat to Sutton United. It was like, oh my God. And and, you know, and also it's been said that 
it's, it's not really chairman and owners who sack managers. It is the fans. Yeah. While we keep seeing his name, he's going nowhere. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of clubs get rid of their managers because it's the disgruntlement from the crowd. Basically, they they sense it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I can I just put this one up? Assassins yeah. Unite. The crowd behind the goal is on about here. It was superb versus Middlesbrough in the playoff semi-final. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Because you're yeah. all behind that goal. Do you remember when we played? Was it Crew, Crew Alexander as well in that yeah. in that game? And, 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 and we filled the. Was it a five or a ticket? Was it a five or a ticket? Yeah. I think yeah. wasn't it. And we filled the stadium, and we put we put Crew a little block in the corner, right? And people are saying, people say. Week in, week out. Why are we giving teams three and a half thousand seats away from yeah. us? Why are we giving four thousand? Why are we giving Sunderland four and a half thousand? Why are we giving Leeds three and a half thousand? Teams give us eighteen hundred or nineteen hundred. You got West Brom next week, nineteen hundred seventy-eight tickets or something bloody yeah. stupid. What they give us, we should give them, and then we yeah. should sell our seats to our fans. We've got we've got to stop doing what what we what we've been doing and giving them three and a half four and a half thousand tickets. I know it's a lot of money to the club, but wouldn't you rather it be Cov fans in there than away fans? I definitely would, definitely yeah. all day long. Yeah, all day. It's, long. Like, it's like even if you don't sell, even if you don't sell out, then then that if you if we've got a team coming to us that gave us a little bit more and by gets to a point where they know we're not quite selling out, they could just. Just be on that goal to move it a little bit more than just to you know get a couple of extra away fans in there just to fill it out a bit. Yeah. But I think we will fill it. Yeah, you don't sell any season tickets there, so that it can be home or away depending on sort of capacity, couldn't you? And then, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, your thing is you, you look at it right. Millwall bought what was it a fifteen hundred or a thousand? Right, uh, Bristol City bought a thousand. Yeah. And we were what were we 24 25,000? So there's 19,000 season tickets, they bought a thousand. So walk up on the night or whatever, walk up in the day when they bought the tickets is another four or five thousand COV fans. So wouldn't you rather sell those seats behind the goal and have COV fans in there, or do you want that full of away fans? I know what I'd want mm. more COV fans all day long, yeah. Right. You know, so I want more comments up, Miles, yeah, yeah, crack on. All right, this is from uh, Wayne Littlewood says, ha ha, he'll love it. Oh, we need to get Wayne on. <laughs> Wayne, get in touch with us. Email's going across the bottom. We'll get you on. Uh, Alan Harkins, our bogey team at home the following week, Preston. I hope to God we beat them. Well, we'll, we'll deal with yeah, them at the be. weekend. Don't forget, yeah. come and see me DJing in Dylan's before and after. Um, Ian Small, 0 2, Saturday, good three points. Uh, Cathy yeah. Cards didn't work with Eustace. I oh, know, but that was a bit different. That was new ownership wanting to get a big name yeah, and completely. Name. And they got rid of him because Rooney, because the fans didn't want him there in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Callum Holton, but we're not going to sell out every game. Well, listening, I mean, that's a good point, Callum. And he's also, um, so, uh, says we give them because we've got the seats to give them. Um, and Covandi says 100% miles with your views. I was listening to the Peterborough owner. And oh, yeah, he, he loves and he, and he basically says um, he can see Coventry being the Premier League very soon. They are going places, so 
Maybe we're getting ready for the big time. <laughs> um, uh, Wayne Littlewood, it's all money. We won't sell out. That's the issue. We sadly don't have enough fans. But I think if it gets better, we will. We will. Yeah, it'll happen. And um, then next year, if we go, we'll, we'll come and watch Man City knock us 7 0. That'd be daft. We'll beat them 7 0 at the CBS, mate. Uh, <laughs> Assassin's United, I can remember going to Sunderland and John said it's last game. Some clowns had silly out banners. That's right. Um, yeah. Wayne Little will again love to come on anytime. He has messaged me before, actually. So. Right, we'll get him on next week. Get him on Sunday. <laughs> At uh, Assassin's United, it doesn't matter if you sell out every game, we rarely sold out at Highfall Road. Well, we did in the early days, we did. But the thing is, the thing is, though, when you think about it now, it the way we're going, it's 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 like they say on the radio, Vic Minette says on the radio, it's great in the summer and the spring when you walk around and you see little kids wearing Cobb City kits, it's mm. bloody brilliant. And you, you know, you got likes of Kimberly Owen, she's messaged on here. They're gonna, they're gonna win one. We're gonna win one nil on Saturday. Um, her two little ones, Portia and uh, Jet. You know, they go to virtually every game. The kids, they love it. They absolutely love it. And you've got loads of that coming through now. And everything is starting to feel. It's like we keep saying, it's starting to feel like home, isn't it? You know, you've got the fans' village outside. You've got the wonderful job the uh, family zone do, Lynn and Pat and everyone there. They do a wonderful job for the kids. As long as you've got that going, you're going to get more and more youngsters wanting to come up all the time. Maybe the club could do um, an offer one weekend like they used to do. Do you remember? Bring kids for a quid. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Any, adult, any, any adult paying ticket, you pay a quid, a quid for a kid. You know, under the age of 12, say. You know, under the age of 12, bring a kid up for a quid. Why not? Do it one weekend. You know, and, and because it's like people were moaning about the price of Maidstone. But it's like when you say about Maidstone game, people who can't get up there for a full price ticket might buy a ticket for the Maidstone game because they can afford the 15 quid if you're not a season ticket holder. And 15 quid compared with 32 quid, you know, it's a, it's a lot of money to a family. And yeah. you could bring a family of four up for what it will cost you, you know, for, for probably one and a half people going up to a game on a Saturday at full price. So, you know, this this is a good time. We're, we're at a good stage in our footballing club time because getting through to this round of the FA Cup gives other people the opportunity to get up to the ground that can't afford to go on full match day prices. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I don't think it's been nineteen thousand season ticket holders in my lifetime. I don't. I mean, I, I don't no. remember there ever been that many season ticket holders ever. Um, so the, the growth is amazing. And like you said, there's lots of kids, there's lots of families, and that's just going to grow, then, isn't it? And that's just generational, then. Um, so it's great, great yeah. to see. Who was it sent the video out? The there was a video the other day on YouTube, and a guy was saying about fan base growth. Uh, yeah, we are number one fan base growth in the last five years. Yeah, we're just ahead of Ipswich, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. eleven thousand more fans yeah. on average. Um, yeah, and and the reason is we're a bit we're more successful than they have been for a long time, and that's what people want. 
And and the quality of players, the quality of the football, Luke, Luke, the quality of the football we're playing is sometimes off the scale, isn't it? Sometimes. Not all the time. We have been we've been playing a lot better, and going back to what you're saying, it's it's growth is. I mean, God, even going back as far as what, three years ago, you know, you, you, you singers corner, you could probably buy you could easily buy a ticket in that if you wanted to. Now you can't. You virtually can't now. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think it is. It, you go there; it's nice to watch it. It's good, you know. So I think people go in there. I see, I see like a lot of different people from where I see it each week. We can, I've got the normal season ticket holders around me. You see a lot of different people, and they, and you can just see the families there. Like people, they're treating it like it's a day out, and that's what it should be. It should be a day out. We'll go and watch the yeah. game, get behind the team. Yeah. Let's enjoy ourselves before, and let's enjoy ourselves after. You know, that's yeah, what. Yeah. That's yeah. what Mark Robbins has done, though, for me. Like, for me, like now, football is something to enjoy again. We had so many years where it just became almost like a chore. Like, you're just thinking, oh, God, this Saturday game, do yeah. this week, and nothing to be optimistic about. Whereas now, every every game, I'm just excited for, and you feel like we've got a chance in every game. Like, sometimes we'll play better than other times. Sometimes um, things will happen, but ultimately, it feels like it's something to to enjoy and that's what I feel Mark Robbins has done for the club um, yeah. <laughs> well, even going now as an adult it feels like it was when I was going back in 86, 87 as a yeah. kid you know and it, it feels like that again now you know, as, even as you know, I'm a lot older it's um, well, I mean, yeah. I mean like my boss he, he, he's been up with me a couple of times now I'm trying to get him to bring his two lads up and they're early, they're early, they're early six and I said when the weather warms up I said, we'll get you up there. We'll bring the lads up. They've not been to a, ever to a game. They went to Decathlon the other week by the ground. They're saying, Dad, Dad, can we go? Can we go? And, you know, he was explaining that's where I go and we all go. And he was saying that's where they play. And the little boys are going, I, I want to go, I want to go. And they're mad on football. They are mad on football, the two little boys. They're, they're absolutely, you know, they're just mental on football. And they've never been to a game. I said, but when it warms up, we'll come up. I'll spend the day with you. We'll take them to the family zone, introduce you to the family zone and everything. And I said, then we'll make a day of it. I'll end up going back into Noisy Corner and, you know, you lot can go in your family zone. But I said, you know, they'll love it. And that's what it's about. You know, little kids are going to Tesco's, Arena Park, and going, I want to go, I want to go, because they're yeah. seeing the ground. And that's what it's about. It's about capturing that audience and, and we'll get there. Claudia, that comment? Yeah, Paul, because you've heard it was me who put the fan base clip. Ah, that's it, yeah. There was this... And also... That one. Oh, there's another one as well. It was it was yeah. Ben HD who named Cough City best increase in fans. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and Assassin's Unite. I mean, is this a good way to end the show, apart from naming the spot the balls? Uh, Doug, yeah. Doug King is the key to conscious success. Well... I feel he's playing a massive part in it. Definitely. I think so, don't you, Vicky? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's been brilliant. Luke? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's probably still a few people that say he's a, a CSU puppet, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, I think, because of so many dark years under CSU, it's almost like, for some people, it's really hard to let go. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. Am, I, am, I, am I allowed to start believing now? 
Yeah. It'd be like a yeah. Scooby Doo baddie and, and take his mask off and it'll still be Joy <laughs> Safala. Well, all along. Now, let's, um, let's give a, another massive big congratulations to Josh Eccles making his 100th appearance <laughs> yesterday for the Coventry City. Absolutely fantastic, mate. Congratulations. I'm really looking forward to interviewing him next Tuesday, along with my good old mate, Jake Bidwell. I can't wait because uh, me and Jake have got a little uh, little bit of banter going about his brother. So uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that on Sunday night. But um, yeah, so interviewing Jake and uh, old um, Josh Eccles. I won't call Jake Jack this time. Last time I called him Jack. <laughs> so, uh, but slip of the tongue, slip of the tongue, by the way. Uh, also, don't forget if you want to donate or you want to go on the golf day for George and John's statue appeal, uh, please do get in touch with the uh, appeal. And um, I think it was uh, announced tonight, 9th of May, Stonely Deer Park. And you can head across there. You can have a team of four. I think it's £300 for the team of four. Was it £400? No, £300 for a team of four. And you get to play with uh, FA Cup legends as well from the 87 FA Cup winning team. They'll be playing golf and all the money goes towards the old uh, George and John's statue. You get breakfast and you get a meal and everything as well thrown in. So head over to Common City uh, Twitter page. That is on there tonight. Also, if you want to donate, please do. Please donate. There's the account number for Sky Blue in the community. Five pounds if you want to donate five pounds. Or someone messaged us on YouTube as well and said, why don't we donate 19 pounds 87? Absolutely brilliant <laughs> idea. So if you can afford 19 pounds 87, then put it into the account. They're, they're at 22,000 pounds so far. So they've got another 65,000 to go. So they're really on the way to raising the rest of the money for the statue. Um, Joe and all his colleagues and all his friends he knows, all the sponsors and that they've all put, chipped in. They've, they've raised a hundred and hundred thousand, no, hundred and seventeen thousand pounds in total already, plus the money we've raised. So we could, get, if we can get to that final total of eighty-seven thousand, be brilliant. And if you if you donate five hundred pounds, you could have your name on the uh, stand that the statue will be on. And thank you to Mark Harrington and his mum. Um, he, they donated £500 last week. So thank you so much, Mark and your mum. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Mark messaged me last week after the show and said that he donated it. Right, spot the ball. Are we ready? Oh, 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 oh. Okay, spot the ball tonight. So, guys, you have said, Claudio said two balls tonight, 17 and number four. Vicky, you said number four. Luke said twenty. Uh, Luke said number seven, and Liam said twenty-one. Are you ready? Here we go. Is there a winner? I don't think there's a winner. <laughs> three. <laughs> three. <laughs> three <laughs> there was one down by the advertising board. In there was one that was not on the stand where the ball sits, but it bounced back out, and the one near the corner flag as uh, Victor Tort was walking over to it. So there you go. Three footballs tonight. Did anyone get three? No, you get sneaky. No. <laughs> no, number five, number 19 and number 11. Did anyone get any of the numbers though? Well, a lot of people said 11. There's quite a lot of 11s. Yeah. 
Um, oh, and and um, Scott said nineteen, so he got nineteen. Um, yeah. No one said five actually, so that that would have stumped everybody. Okay. Well, there you go. There's there's your answer to spot the ball. So um, that's it. Yeah. There you go. I think most people thought you were so being it. number eleven. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. There you are. Yes. Can you just answer this? Because it says, uh, Dave McGee, Sky Blues Tavern interviews. I wish we could get videos of interviews. Yeah, we're not allowed, unfortunately. Um, The club have clamped down on it and we're not allowed to do any videos anymore, I'm afraid. I'm really sorry. Um, We were last season and the season before. um, But unfortunately, we have been told off we're not allowed to video anything anymore so i'm really sorry not even allowed to play any audio clips so <laughs> yes gutted very gutted so i'm very sorry who who asked that again sorry dave mcgee yeah so sorry I'm, I'm i'm really sorry um if you can't get a ticket then um keep an eye out on the socials for the next one there will be another one in march so um if you get in touch with us, uh, when you see it come up, um, when you see it advertised, say, an hour to go or whatever, just get in touch with us and we'll give you a heads up when it's about to go live and then you can jump on it and get a ticket that way round if you if you would like. So that's it. That's come to the end of the show. We're all ready to try and get three points on Saturday, which will put us right into the mix of the playoffs, as long as results go our way. Yeah, i got mine here. Got mine here. Don't forget the breakfast show on the BC radio on Saturday morning. Yeah. Claudio, nine o'clock, BC radio, Saturday morning. Oh, Dave McGee says, thanks, Miles. Uh, Shame club. uh, Shame club shot themselves. Yeah. I'm really no, sorry, really Dave. Sometimes, I, I really wish we could do it and we're, we're not allowed, I'm afraid. It's because some so, people can't be trusted, that's why, in, on those yeah, nights. I think, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, asking yeah. about contract stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, if you want to, if you if you want to join Claudio's breakfast show on BC Radio nine AM Saturday morning before you head, or while you're heading off to Stoke, why not tune into Claudio and Liam nine till eleven? I will be live tomorrow night eight till ten. Dance classics or dance anthems. I got some new jingles. I'm dead excited to play them. I've been messing around with this afternoon. I'm live again on Saturday night as well eight till ten. And Luke, Luke, yeah. go on. Tell us. I'm live from 10 till midnight, uh, both Friday and Saturday night. Uh, rock show. All rock, metal, all that sort of stuff. I've made a request. He's going to play it. You did. Yeah, make a request. You're going to play it. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, Luke is joined BC Radio. How cool is this? And any anyone who wants to get involved with the radio, you don't have to become a presenter. You can get involved with the back, back, back room staff. We need people who can do social media. We need admin people. We need all sorts. We need um, people finding us, advertising and everything else. If you want to if you want to get in touch and you want to be part of the team at BC Radio, you don't want to be a presenter, please get in touch with us on socials. We've got a Twitter page now, BC Radio Online, and also on Facebook. And we've got a brilliant website. Head over www.bcradio.co.uk. And we've Enjoy. got two... We've got two. Oh, and oh, rock music. Oh, Get on there. They are. They have it. <laughs> and, um, and we've got two surprises coming up very soon in the future. We have got two 
Not one, two ex-players joining us. Yes. So uh, keep a lookout for that one. We can't give anything away at the moment, but we have two. What does BC stand for? Borsal Common Radio, Paul. There you go. Borsal Common Radio, BC Radio. There you have it. So so all online, www.bcradio.co.uk. Don't forget Ken as well. <laughs> oh, Ken. Yes, Ken. It's because oh. he ain't here. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Ken's in studio two tomorrow night, doing it live from here. <laughs> I better lock all the alcohol off, and I, yeah, Ken will be live. <laughs> Ken will be live six to eight o'clock tomorrow night. I'm gonna have to lock all my alcohol away tomorrow when he's here. Christ Almighty! Uh, <laughs> so yeah, join us, and you can listen live, or you can listen to replays on the website as well. Anyway, we're talking about Sky Blue Fans TV, not BC Radio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but thank you guys, thank you for joining us tonight. Brilliant show as always. Thank you everybody that's watched and commented you've been brilliant so many comments we really thank you so much for your support you have been brilliant again and well done to the mighty sky blue army that traveled all the way down to plymouth yesterday i'm going to leave you tonight with the intro well with the outro but before that i'm going to leave you with the equalizing goal from last night because i think it's cracking and i love the bloke slipping over at the end it's goodbye from me play up sky blues guys Blue Fans TV. For the fans, by the fans.